Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of Constructor Criticism. I'm still your host, Easy, and I'm joined by one of my very best friends. It's Earthstrike from MTGO or Quentin Pierce. It depends on, you know, where you know him from. What's up, man? Hi, everybody. Dude, you... you What's going are, on? You've been in the Moto Streets the last couple months. That's what I've been... That's what I've been doing lately. Uh, playing online is obviously great. Don't have to put on pants to play Magic. It's definitely a big goal of mine. Technically, you don't. But, uh, have, it's been a lot of fun. Technically, you don't have to put on pants to play Magic anyway. Like you can wear shorts. It's, it's that's fair. I mean, if if I can wear shorts, I'm down. So, QJ, you left. I mean, you you were back on for like this 200th episode. I think the 400th episode, or you know, just different areas of the. The, the podcast, but like you, you really were part of the show around, I think like the, the fifties to the early one hundreds. Um, you know, you did the show with, with Casey and myself, then it was just me and you for a while. Um, you know, what kind of thinking back, like, what is that? Like 20, 20, 2014. I don't even, can't even think of like the years that would be. That sounds that sounds right. Twenty twelve to twenty fourteen ish. Yeah. So I got I got to ask you. Like when I first messaged you, I think I messaged them either like in October or so. I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking of doing like special episodes with all the former co-hosts in different eras." Like, what? It's been ten years of CCMG. Like, what did that sound like in your head? It's wild. I mean, it's cool. To kind of be from the ground up, obviously I wasn't there for the first 50 episodes, but podcasts that you and I and some friends did before, um, obviously it was not grade A material from us. <laughs> Our equipment was not nearly as good as these days and whatnot. Um, we were much younger and more full of beans, so to speak, but <clears throat> really cool just to see how it's grown. How I, I think you've even taken somewhat of a break here and there too, right? Yeah, I took 2020 off. Okay. Yeah, uh, really cool that the show just kept going, even when people would stop, and even the person who made the show stopped. It just kept going. It's, it's really kind of become a community thing. Really cool to see it grow, and it's wild that it's been 10 years. Uh, I gotta ask, do you remember the episode 100 party that we you and I threw? Yes, I do. Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of those tweets are deleted for good reason. We were so uh, inebriated, but it's, yeah, I remember being pretty belligerent. It was, it was, um, it was really funny to like. I remember before deleting like a lot of stuff on my Twitter, going back and looking at that type of stuff. What is? But you know, outside of you know those those fun moments, you know those seven hours of recording set reviews and stuff like that back then. Uh, what's something that you hope people learn from kind of... I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, what's something you kind of yeah. hope that people learn from that CCMTG era? Well, I think we, we're going to go over this, but the group that we made really just focused on growing as Magic players. And I think that's really important. Um <clears throat> I really like Jerry T a lot. Everybody knows that. Um, the reason I like him a lot is that he's not there to win tournaments. He's there to learn more about magic every time he plays. Right. And I think if you keep that mentality, 
um, you will be better at the game and you will see success eventually. Obviously that some people are faster learners. I'm quite a slow learner. Um, but if you just keep that mentality, I don't think you can fail. And I think that's what the show really focused on. And I, I think that's a great mentality to have for magic and just in general, I mean, life skills, any other strategy game you've got, I think it applies to a lot of things. Yeah. I honestly, I think that like during your era, uh, you qualified for two pro tours and I qualified for one pro tour. Um, shortly after that, Casey qualified. Uh, I think Matt Kling also qualified in that time, or maybe it was a little bit after that, but it, it, you know, you talk about that approach and that mentality that we kind of almost like forced down our own throats in a lot of ways. Um, and we, I was, we were just looking before, before jumping on the mic about, some of the episodes that you did. And one of them was plateaus. And I was thinking like, man, like we really focused on big picture stuff when Quentin was on the show. And, you know, we get a little more granular on the show now and we try to have like big type of episodes, you know, easier to digest episodes. And like, we kind of sprinkle in like the, the way we pick topics and the way that we, we build out like the schedule for the show now is a lot more refined and looking kind of at some of the episodes that you did, it was like, this is, this could be like five episodes. <laughs> like <laughs> we would just tackle like huge stuff. Yeah. I, and I think that's the growth of the show right there. Right. I mean, I'm not sure if that necessarily has anything to do with me, um, but I think it was more just our mentality and, we, like you said, we hadn't qualified for any Pro Tours before that section of the show, so I think we were growing a ton as Magic players, like, thinking about before that time and the type of Magic player I was, like, wow, I was not good at the game, but yeah, that, that's that's what the show tries to teach you, is that you stick with it, and you can't go wrong as long as you have the right mindset for each game. Do you have any favorite memory or memories from the show or even the 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 un the, the we will refuse to name <laughs> so people don't try to look it up the show before that oh can we not say the name of the old show I, I, it's deleted but you could you could th theoretically find episodes if you tried really hard okay all right well we won't help anybody we'll make it hard work <laughs> for them at least um yeah definitely from the old show i mean the old show i'm sure you've talked about it before but there was definitely decent amounts of alcohol involved and <laughs> um yeah it got a little wild but we had paulo vitor on the show one time uh it was great obviously paulo was just stand-up guy um arguably one of my favorite magic players he's said i i think it'd probably be a hard pick between him jerry t and reed duke for me anyway uh back in the day we were just you know floored that he would even give us the time of day and do a podcast with us. Um, and I think it was at the end of the show, right? One of our one of our old buddies, I guess we won't name him too, but a uh, little eccentric and maybe uh, said some stuff that maybe he should have kept to himself. But anyway, we were ending the show, I think. And uh, everybody was going to ask Paulo like one question. Um, and Gavin said i'm trying to remember verbatim what he said oh i just said his name whoops it's okay. um anyway <laughs> he 
He asked how Paulo had this Antonio Bandera suave about him. <laughs> and like there was just like this like ten second pause and Paulo was like <laughs> what <laughs> the way he said what was what's so funny is like i've done like three more podcasts or different things with paulo since then so like you know and, and paulo paulo's great like he's pv's just amazing so like clearly didn't like you know upset him but uh you know he did a charity thing with me he did he's done, he's been on this show since then and it, it's it's really funny to look back on yeah, that, yeah uh, can i tell a story guy, about but... that episode yeah, please do. So we actually went to the liquor store before that to get some celebratory wine or champagne oh, yeah, or something for having having Paulo on that episode because we were so excited. He's he's my favorite magic player of all time. He knows this. I I told him that. Um, I've actually got wolf tokens signed by Paulo for Wolf Run Wolf Run Ramp, and nice. <laughs> and I'm about to call Paulo on Skype because we used Skype back in the day. That's how old that podcast was. And uh, I look over at Quentin, and it's like, I was like, oh, are you going to pour the wine? <laughs> You're like, oh, I drink it. <laughs> we, we had sat down for like 15 seconds. I was like, you drink it? What do you mean? It's like, it's gone. It's gone. And I like, look, and his eyes are starting to glaze over. And like, Quentin just chugged a full bottle of wine before jumping on a call with his favorite magic player of all time. Hey man, I was nervous. <laughs> I, I just needed some of that uh, that uh, liquid courage to help me through the show. That's fair. Any any other favorite memories? I mean, it's been so long. The specifics are kind of hard for me to come up with. But just, I mean, I remember those Sunday mornings where I'd wake up and jam a daily and wait for you guys to come over. Uh, we'd eat some breakfast burritos and record a podcast. I mean, those were just good times. Maybe hit like a Sunday draft or something like that after. Like, amazing how much magic we played and lived back in the day. Yeah, I I think that, I mean, mine's, mine, us both qualified for our first pro tours while you were on the show with me is like, yeah, that's that's easily my number one. Yeah, those those are great memories. That is That is for sure. Still remember those very well, especially yours. That was that was a great time. That was at Epic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, at <laughs> Yeah, I was at that was at Epic Puzzles Games back in the day. Um Yeah. You know, it's it's funny too, because like I said this back then, and I, I think I just feel this way a lot now. Is like I get so hyped for when my friends qualify for the Pro Tour. Like uh like when Abe qualified a couple couple months back, I was just like over the moon. It, it's just it's a really cool feeling to I don't know. You feel like you have contributed to those people in some way, like, or you hope you have. And then also like, it gives you something really cool to cheer for at Like one of your favorite events, <laughs> you know, to, to, to be, to watch and to, to consume. Yeah. That's part of the community, right. That you've built. It's if one person succeeds, we all do, right. Like we're all improving and then learning from that person and then helping them. Like you guys all help me test and it, it's awesome. So let's talk about always improving. I would say that about mm, of like you know the the past the past year especially, I feel like I'm more likely to be in a Discord call with you playing Magic than any other Magic that I'm playing, other than like you know testing for an RCQ or like playing an RCQ. I'm kind of curious like 
how has it changed since you left the show? Like, what is always improving mean to you now? And what, you know, what is, you know, that thing that I brought onto the show that you've kind of hit on a couple times? Like, what is it for you now? It's honestly the same. I think that's why it's so powerful is that it's just such a generic thing that you can snap yourself out of when you're frustrated. I mean, I'm very prone to getting frustrated when things aren't going my way. It happens to the best of us. Um, I'm certainly not one of the best of us. So, but that's what's great about it is that, you know, you go to the bathroom and maybe get a little angry at an inanimate object and say a few things. Then you come back and you watch the replay or talk with Spencer or stop, talk with Matt and be like, okay, what did we do wrong? And usually, you know, even when there's a high amount of variance, you mold to five, there's something you could have done better and given yourself a little bit better of a shot. And I think it's really important to be able to take tough losses and then still be objective after you cool off. Um, so that, that's definitely one thing that I've really tried to get better at uh, as a younger man, definitely much more prone to anger when variance bug is biting me. And then I think when you calm down, you realize that that variance bug wasn't so big and there's more you could do. Dude, that's, that's good. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. I did, I did have a memory um, from the old podcast that I would be remiss if we didn't include on this show. And I, right, I, I might go, this is going to be non-safe for work. So like, if you're in a car with kids, listen to this one, cover your ears. But one time we were driving to Vegas <laughs> and we were, <laughs> you know exactly what I think I know what you're doing, yeah. <laughs> we were driving to Vegas to record that old podcast. <laughs> it actually, it actually became our outro for that podcast. That's how, that's how degenerate we were. <laughs> uh, we're driving and, and our, our friend Austin, uh, Austin Goltz, who, uh, um, you know, is, also also qualified for the pro tour during kind of this era um we're driving with him and quentin and him quentin's in the front seat with him and, and they're just talking about something and quentin just looks over at him uh, austin who's supposed to be driving he says why are you looking at me look at the fucking road <laughs> it was and the reason it ended up being part of the outro is because we were in the middle of recording a podcast while driving, wasn't it? Yeah, we were in the middle of recording a podcast while driving, and he's just, like, looking over at Quentin, talking to Quentin. And Quentin's like, what are you doing? Uh, I think yeah, the quote is, what are you doing? Why are you looking at me? Look at the fucking road. And it was, it was, yep, like, I believe that's it. one of the funniest things. <laughs> um, Miss those road trips. Is there is there like a training grounds or an episode that you kind of look back on and, and you you hope that uh, for for what it's worth whatever you say if it's not on that the network currently it's going to be uh, because you're I'm gonna put it there. All right, cool. So you better good pick to a know. Good yeah. One. All right, I'll do my best. Um, I obviously took a big long break from the game. I. I Spencer knows this. I don't know how many listeners will, but uh, I took, what was it, maybe four or five years off? Something like that. Anyway, um, but I think it's really important to keep the game fun for you. And we did the podcast about keeping it fun. Um, I think that's another really important thing about the game is to remember that you're playing a card game 
and it's supposed to be fun. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really attracted to Magic Online is that between rounds you can do whatever you want. Like we're talking about, you can go over games with friends and then analyze things, but then we'll play Fall Guys in between. I'll stream another game. Um, it, I think it's really important to make sure that you're attending a tournament to have fun. Winning is great. It really is. But showing up and being in a tournament with my friends, it, yeah, I mean, that just means the world to me. That, that Winning is gravy after that. So that was one of the things that the show hit on that I think is really important, and I think it's always important. Make sure you're having a good time while playing Magic. I talked about this during uh, episode 49 that was posted just like a week and a half ago. Just about how I, this is something that I remember, I remember, you know, this, this mentality that, that at the early parts of the show, like the earliest, earliest parts, I think we had kind of a toxic mindset, not in like the bet, like the toxic way you might be thinking, but like a, like a, there's a, there's a John Fingo quote that I, that I kind of really hate now where he talks about like, you know, there's there's always a, a right play, and then every other play is wrong or something. I don't really remember the quote anymore, but we we would really feed into that, and um, I think there's a level of like where and it's Michael Hinderock, our former coach of the show, actually taught me this once, where uh, I was really upset about a loss at GP, and he he kind of said to me, he says, Spencer, like if this is if this if this hand is the hand that we're debating mulliganing because you can't find where else you went wrong. Like, and you just believe that there's always something that you could have done. Like, are you really having fun anymore? Because it was like a, just a, a probably keepable hand. And and I think that you do yourself a disservice when you don't do what Quentin's saying. And I know that this year, my favorite tournament was 18-1K that I played with Quentin and Matt. And we we all lucky, right? Like, we happened to do a lot of winning that day. Um, but... I think that it would have been fun outside of the winning because of that always improving mentality that we brought before the tournament. The, the funnest part about that tournament was all the things that we did together beforehand to get our deck lists together, to get our sideboard plans ready for Matt to not put the right. I mean, like Matt literally put uh, the wrong sideboard options <laughs> on my piece of paper. I forgot the sideboard guides that I had printed off. Like it was just a fun <laughs> tournament. Yeah. Yeah, preparing for it, grinding some magic online, uh, doing calls together, and making sure we like our sideboard plans. Even I, I just love owning magic cards and finding all those cards and putting them together and handing my friends decks. Like that, that's just fun. Like just make sure you do that type of stuff. Remember that we get to play this awesome game with these cards with gorgeous art and be nerds and. Be in the same room together, like just it's just fun. Um, but you know, winning's great too. What do you hope CC brings to people in the future? You know, you're not obviously you're not one of the coasts anymore, but if 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 I could if in if in, you know, ten more years, you know, somebody brings up CC, we're suddenly the biggest Magic the Gathering podcast, and you could say, I was a part of that, what do you hope that what do you hope that it brings to the listeners? Interesting question. Man, I 
maybe I'm speaking from a place of love a little bit too much, but I, it's kind of tough for me to think of something that the show needs to hit on that it doesn't already. Um, I, I would say just keep things going on strong. Uh, I, I really hope that mentality doesn't die, that, you know, not everybody has to be around for the show to keep going. Uh, it's more of a community thing. Um, I really hope the community just keeps growing and I don't see any reason why it wouldn't if you keep on this track. Thanks, man. Uh, if people want to find you in the, uh, the, you know, anywhere, where could they find you? So I'm not really on Twitter anymore. Um, I get annoyed with it when I have to sign in and see that X symbol, but uh, <laughs> I'm on Facebook. <laughs> just Quentin Pierce is it spelled. Uh, Magic Online, Earthstripe, that's U-R-T-H-S-T-R-Y-P-E. I'm usually grinding the modern challenges on Saturdays if I'm not playing Paper with Spence. Um, yeah, I, I'm always around playing Magic. If you want any shout-outs you want to say before we wrap it up? I'll give a shout-out to Matt Kling and Casey Bloodworth. Um, much more Casey than Matt, but I don't get to spend time with those guys nearly as much. We had some great memories. I just hope they're doing well. Um, I'll tell Matt. I'll tell great Matt times. I'll great tell memories. Matt B, you said the opposite. I'll say it. He's not going to listen, so I'll just tell him, like, Quinn actively harassed you on the podcast. <laughs> I, he'll believe it. He will. He'll believe it. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to you, man. Like, I, I, I appreciate the kind words you said about where the show is at, but I, I honestly think that, like, it's the... I think I think that like I said this to Casey too, and and to Matt, but like I think that the the foundation for the show and the reason the shift from the shows right the, the reason we stopped doing the old one is because I wanted to provide something of value and I believed in you guys to provide value and to provide a atmosphere and a a mindset that I think other people could adopt and, and work towards. Cause I, I saw the, that when I started working with you guys, I got a lot better at the game and you know, I, I just shout out to you. Like, I, I don't think the show would exist without you. Um, and it's, it's been, Oh, I don't want to cry. Uh, it's been like the biggest part of my life. So <laughs> I owe a lot of that to you. Well, that is incredibly kind. I am not sure if it's well-deserved, but <laughs> I do appreciate it. Hey, you brought me Belgium chocolate from the Pro Tour. What else could I want? That's true. That is pretty sweet. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you want to find Quentin, you can find him right where he said. Uh, if you want to, you know, don't forget to you can support the show on Patreon. And thank you so much, everybody, for 10 years of constructed criticism.